Welcome to the Big Talk Podcast, where we chat all things business and personal development related, totally unfiltered and unscripted. I'm your host, Amanda Davies, and I'm here to help you transform into the leader you were born to be, stand apart from the competition, and most importantly, share your message with the world in a big, big way. Are you ready? Welcome once again to Big Talk. Hey guys, huge welcome back to this week's episode. Today, I've got something juicy for you. We're going to be talking about this concept of the saboteur. And if you have been following my Instagram for some time now, you know that I have been speaking a lot about our inner saboteur and what is the saboteur and, and how does it show up in our, in our life, in our business, and how is it that we can start to get out ahead of our inner saboteur, even embrace it, dare I say, and actually begin to move forward and actually get the results that we really, really crave in our life and in our business as well. So let me start off by saying that the saboteur is actually part of our shadow self. You know, I talk a lot about shadow work, guys, and shadow work, just in case you're new to the podcast and you're new to me, but shadow work is really this concept of starting to unearth and excavate those parts of ourselves that we'd prefer not to see. The shadow is really the parts of ourselves that we'd prefer to hide, the bits that we'd prefer to ignore, the stuff that we don't really want to invite to the dinner party because it's a bit kind of unruly, it's a bit dangerous even, it's a bit sort of unsightly and we don't want to look at it because it's too painful sometimes too. And, you know, the, 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 sh- the shadow self is something that was brought to Western thought by Carl Jung, who is the Swiss psychiatrist. I talk about him a lot and his work I, I reference all the time because it is so, so powerful, guys. And I think particularly in the context of business, in, in the context of success, of making money, of life and kicking goals generally, we need to really understand this concept of shadow work. And when I talk about shadow work, guys, I'm not talking about it in this pop psychology sort of new agey type way. I'm speaking about this from a very, very deep rooted psychological perspective, from the perspective of this is the work that we need to do around claiming a new identity, around claiming the greatness that we already have within us and around claiming the goals and the level of success we say we want. The work is not done on a superficial, limiting beliefsy type level. We need to go deeper than that, guys. And we, we start by really understanding our shadow self. So if you haven't already, definitely go back, catch um, some podcast episodes. I will link them up in the comments below too, because I've done a lot of, uh, of podcasts on this concept. So I'd really love for you, if you're new to this work, to go back and, and catch up on that too. But by all means, guys, what we're going to do today is dive into the saboteur. And quite often I position our inner saboteur as part of our shadow self. Our shadow self generally, as I said, being all those parts of ourselves that, that we don't want to see, we don't want to look at, But typically it's sort of made up of things like the saboteur, like the limiting beliefs that we have, can even go so far as to be comprised of things like compulsions and addictions, all of the stuff that sort of lays beneath the surface of who we really are and really lays beneath the surface of our conscious mind. It resides in the subconscious. It manifests sometimes into the conscious. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. 
But guys, this is really, really, really powerful stuff. This is the thing that creates the transformation and the results. All right. It really is. We don't do surface level here. We don't skim around the edges. Yes, this is a business podcast, but I know from my background in psychology, but also through working in business for over 20 years now, I know that if you're the founder or the CEO of your company, getting the results you truly crave is impossible without doing some degree of identity work, without understanding your shadow and without working with it. So the saboteur is definitely part of our shadow self, okay? The saboteur is actually an archetype that we all have. Uh, Freud, um, Freud, sorry, Carl Jung spoke a lot about archetypes and how regardless of which culture or which country you go to in the world, we all have this idea of what it means to be a saboteur. We all have this idea of what it means to be a hero or a queen or a king or a prince. So you look at these big concepts, these big identity concepts, and they are common across all cultures and across all traditions, okay, in some way, shape or form. Of course, there are some differences. But this is the whole point of archetypes is that they lay in our subconscious mind. They form part of our societal programming. They form part of our conditioning. And the saboteur is just one of these archetypes, but it's a very, very, very powerful one, which is why I reference it so, so much, because I know that through understanding this and understanding how it shows up, this is going to be the key that unlocks your success in your business, in your life, in your relationships, is going to allow you to move forward with greater ease and clarity and success, guys. So here's how it shows up. Okay. So I, I kind of want to bring you into this a little bit because sometimes it's kind of like, all oh, right, okay. I kind of get that I sabotage myself, but how, like, how does this really show up? So I speak, I speak a lot about the iceberg analogy and, and I'm sure if you are in the developmental space, the self-development space that you've heard of the iceberg analogy, which, you know, the, the conscious mind, you know, is a very small part of what we see that lies above the surface of the water, but really it's the subconscious mind, the, the majority or the bulk of the iceberg that kind of lays beneath the water. That's the stuff, right? That's the stuff that we don't always see because it's submerged, it's subconscious, it's the stuff that we kind of really need to kind of get our goggles on and, and have a good look at because we only see a tiny fraction of what allows itself to be seen. So quite often when people come to me in my coaching practice, they, they sort of say to me, you know, I'm, I'm experiencing all of this stuff around my business. I don't have the results I want. I don't have the clients or the leads. Things just aren't working. The strategy is not working in my business. And this is always a red flag to me <laughs> to say, all right, we need to dig a little bit deeper because in my experience, nine times out of 10, it's never about strategy. There's always something else that's going on beneath the surface, all right? So typically people come to me with these sort of surface level symptoms, if you like, that something's not working in the business. Or they say to me, gosh, you know what, Amanda, I just have these limiting beliefs. I have a whole bunch of limiting beliefs about money, about what it means to be successful, about my capability. I just hold myself back and I repeat these patterns and I have these beliefs and I need to move past them. And I've tried, but I can't. Okay. Does this sound familiar? 
All right. So people come to me because they think they've got a bunch of limiting beliefs or problems with their strategy. They also come to me when, you know, as I said, they can't hit their business goals. Maybe they keep setting goals month in, month out. They keep missing them for some reason. They don't know why they're doing all of the things they're showing up as best they possibly can. But ultimately they just keep falling short of hitting their goals. Sometimes as well, you know, when we start to kind of dig a little bit deeper and I do this a lot with my clients, but Sometimes they begin to say things like, do you know what? I just, I'm finding myself easily influenced. Now, this is a big one to admit, all right, because it starts to scratch away at our ego. It starts to really expose us in terms of some of the fragility that we have, our vulnerability around things. You know, but I I find myself being easily influenced by others in the industry on social media. I feel like I should be copying them or doing what they're doing. And actually I had an amazing client just um, come to me this morning and say, I was looking at this particular influencer online and, and she was talking about a particular topic that I know in my heart, I completely disagree with, but Amanda, I begin questioning whether I should disagree with her. I started to think, oh, maybe I, I should be more aligned to what she's saying about the particular topic. All right. And we start to almost call into question our own values and our own opinions and beliefs on things quite easily. And we're finding ourselves easily swayed potentially by what others are doing. This is quite a deep one. All right. So that's another way that this can show up. Another way when we start to dig a little bit deeper into the saboteur is that potentially there are some fears of success there. And this is something that it took me a while to get my head around this because I'm like, surely everyone wants to be successful. How can people have a blooming fear of success? What does that even mean? What does that mean? But the more that I've worked with clients around this one, the more I've understood it, the more I've been through it myself, this is typically how it shows up. So it can show up with statements that we say around things like, gosh, you know, what if I can't get my clients results? What if I'm creating a premium offer or I'm charging money for my services, but what if my clients just don't get results? Okay. Or what if this actually works? What if I have a really crazy successful launch and what if this all works out for me? Oh my God. What does that mean around my time? Am I going to have as much time with my family? What does that mean around responsibility for finances? What does that mean about, you know, if, if something doesn't work out one month and I lose it all suddenly? Oh my gosh, you know, maybe I'll burn out. I need to look after my health. You know, what if I don't know all of the answers? <laughs> so this, this is a really insidious, really tricky one. And it's very, very common. And it's a big part of our inner saboteur that likes to tell us that it's unsafe to be successful. It's unsafe to have the financial success, to have the success that we crave in life because there's going to be all of these downsides to it. All right. So what happens is quite often is that we stay in things like planning mode. Well, I, I just need to go back to my business plan and, and just sort of make sure the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted on that. And, oh, actually, maybe I need to create a new product or a new service, actually, because the last one doesn't feel aligned. Um, you know, I just need to go back and, and rework my social media content planner. Um, I'm going to go back into information gathering mode. I'm going to watch a bunch more webinars and do a couple of more 
cheap e-courses and maybe book in a few discovery calls, but I'm just going to say information gathering, right? I'm just going to kind of look at all the information that's out there and kind of just take my time and not really move forward. It can also mean that we stay in things like in comparison mode as well. Kind of the example I was giving about a client earlier about comparing our opinions and our values and our thoughts and beliefs to others, comparing our perceived lack of progress to others' progress who have maybe been in the game for 10, 20 years. You know, we start to compare ourselves. And what's even trickier is sometimes we dress up our comparisons as market research. Oh, I'm just researching the competition. (laughs) I'm just having a look to see what he or she's doing. All of these stalling tactics. It's because this is what it's about. And this is how the saboteur loves to play. It stalls us. It's very rarely anything big and dramatic and, you know, like knives and guns blazing around, oh, I'm going to sabotage your success. No, it's very, very quiet and insidious and it makes us feel bad about ourselves. This is the biggest clue that your saboteur is at play. So there's just some examples of, of how it shows up, okay, and, and kind of what it looks like and that it's very insidious. And I want to kind of give you guys a little bit of background as well about well, where does the saboteur come from? You know, where does this come from? And, and, you know, it is a concept, as I said, that in all cultures across the world, there is some degree or, or some form or shape of a saboteur that exists, that people understand this concept regardless of cultural background, okay. But quite often, the saboteur is born within us from a very, very, very young age, right? Very young age. It is a very uh, young voice typically that that comes in to sabotage us, if you like. Um, and even if it's not a voice or it's a feeling or a reaction that we have that holds us back, that stops us taking progress. Yes, there are learned beliefs and, and learned kind of um, patterns that we have quite often off the back of that. And sometimes, you know, it can, as I said, it can come from a a young place, primarily from caregivers, sometimes well-meaning, sometimes not. You know, I want to be a realist around that too. Uh, Caregivers, people um, in our family, education systems and things like that. It really can come from a very, very, very young place. And what I don't want to do is, is cross the boundaries into psychotherapy here and go into the detail around, around this stuff or the impact of trauma, abuse, not saying that it even comes from that necessarily. Of course it can, but the inner saboteur can develop from very, very, very well-meaning caregivers also, okay? And also not just caregivers and, and educators, but the media and whether that's well-meaning or not so well-meaning, depending on your opinion and things that we read, uh, society, tropes, you know, the way that we are raised generally, there is no bloody wonder that we all have an inner saboteur. Okay. And again, I was working with a client recently too, who was talking about how her perfectionism, she knows that it's irrational. And she used that word. I know it's irrational. I know it's irrational. And, you know, my feedback to her, and if you identify with this concept of perfectionism as well, because it's a very, very common one, my hand on heart kind of response to you would be sometimes it's not irrational. Okay. Sometimes that learned behavior comes from a very rational place 
a very survival-based place sometimes, depending on your background, that allows us to get the approval and love that we felt we needed at the time, okay? So perfectionism quite often comes from that, whether it was an actual parent, okay, or caregiver or um, another authority figure, it can come from that sort of very critical place, right? I often find this with clients who have had those sorts of difficult relationships um, where maybe they have been criticized or, you know, perfectionism can quite often be born out of that. It's not the only place that it's born out of, but it tends to be a very common one. Um, and then quite often what happens is we develop perfectionism as a coping mechanism around that because guess what? The way that we receive love is that we must be perfect because that's the only way that we may be praised or loved. Uh, we must work ourselves really hard and show up and prove ourselves worthy, okay? Burn ourselves out in the process because guess what? That equals love, all right? So I know I'm going very deep here, guys, but I think it's super important to understand just, again, this is a really high level, but to understand where this stuff comes from, super important. And I know that you are all, if you're listening to this podcast, if you follow me at all, I know that you're into this. I know that you get this stuff too. So allow this just to be a little reminder to you that quite often when we see these behaviors, these fears of success, and we know we shouldn't have that fear, and we know we shouldn't have this perfectionism, we know we shouldn't have these limiting beliefs. Honestly, hand on heart, my counsel and my advice to you is don't mimic that critical voice that told you, you need to be these things. All right. Give yourself love, give yourself compassion and grace around this. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about this in a sec, but this is super, super important when it comes to integrating our saboteur and when it comes to really working with it and, and allowing ourselves to move forward. Okay. So let me share. So I've got some three, I've got sort of three top tips for you around how to work with this and around how to understand your inner saboteur and, and how it may be at play in your business, in your life. All right. So number one is really getting acquainted with how this shows up because we all have a different flavor of saboteur, right? Some of us have perfectionism, as I spoke about before. Some of us have a fear of success and so we stall. Some of us have, okay, uh, some of us have this thing where we get sick, right? physically sick when we're on the precipice of great change. Our bodies can pack it in sometimes and say, nope, nope. It's quite extreme, but it happens, right? Some of us, okay, some of us are a little bit more quote unquote rational with our saboteur. Some of us think we don't even have a saboteur. We just think that we've got an adult rational voice that tells us to be careful, okay? So this is, remember what I said, insidious, insidious. So things like, well, I can't do ABC because of X, Y, Z, okay? I can't do that because of this, right? I can't possibly enroll in that business mentoring program because I don't have the money, I don't have the time, <laughs> okay? I can't do that because of that, all right? I don't know if it's feasible right now. I've got so much else going on in my life, so many other things going on. How will I fit it in? I've got too many other responsibilities. I tried it before and it didn't work. Just, oh, you know what? Now's just not the right time. 
I'll do it in six months time, 12 months time. I'm not ready. I need to go speak to my angels and, you know, my dog's hairdresser about whether I'm really ready to take this step forward. Stalling, all of it, okay? Talking yourself out of things. Who am I to do this? Going back to what I was saying before about, you know, some of the imposter stuff that comes up. I'm not worthy of success. I'm not worthy of a great business or a great love, a great life, a great body, you know, whatever it happens to be. So these are some of the adult rational voices that we have. And, you know, we need to test those to make sure because they might be bloody true, you know, and I'm not saying that none of this stuff is true, but quite often our saboteur loves to manufacture excuses, loves to come up with all the reasons why we can't move forward, loves to keep us powerless, loves to tell us that we have no choice because we've got all of these other responsibilities. Insidious, quiet, adult, rational voices that tell us why we can't move towards our dream. So I want you to understand your unique flavor of saboteur. Observe yourself, get to know yourself. Don't just stay at the superficial sort of limiting belief type level. That's part of it. Sure. If you can identify those things, great. But I want you to go a little bit deeper. How is your saboteur showing up in the fears, the the behavioral responses that you have, the ways that you speak to yourself? Just list it all out. And it may even help too. This is what I get my clients to do sometimes, but is to actually give your saboteur a name because when we can start to almost compartmentalize and identify when the saboteur is coming up and we can call it by name, A, that's really powerful in terms of helping us get that differentiation around the behavior, but also it allows the saboteur to feel heard, okay? If you're naming it, it's very, very powerful. If you're naming it, if you're giving it that identity, okay, it's about, again, I'm not trying to dismiss you. I'm not trying to push you away or shove you away or tell you that you're irrational. I'm acknowledging you and I'm calling you forward. Now, this is very, very different to what a lot of other coaches and people out there are talking about, you know, and it's, you know, it's more about beating your saboteur into submission or cutting it loose or whatever. No, The power is in integration. The power is in calling these parts of ourselves forward and sharing that and and being that compassionate energy towards these parts of ourselves because this is a part of you. And this is a huge part of my work, guys, where I don't believe you are blocked. I don't believe you have all of these things holding you back. (laughs) I don't believe that you need to get rid of these parts of yourself and damn them or cut them off or speak badly about them. Like I said, these parts often come from a really young, tender place, maybe where we were told we weren't good enough, where we weren't loved, where we were criticized. So I really want you to feel that compassion, invite yourself to feel that compassion towards these parts of yourself. Okay. And I know that can feel really tough sometimes, particularly when you recognize how much you're being held back and you can see it because you're self-aware. Everyone that follows me and listens to this podcast, you're self-aware, you get it. You don't want this stuff to be there. 
But honestly, the power is in acceptance and integration. And you can only do that when you understand with how you understand exactly how your saboteur shows up. All right. So I really want you to get acquainted with this as the first step. Second thing, ask yourself some really powerful questions. All right. And I've got a couple here I'm going to share with you. There's three. And I want you to write these down. Number one, when you tune in to the voice of your saboteur, just say you're, you're on the cusp of achieving an amazing goal in your business, but you notice the fear of success starting to creep in, or you are about to launch your new program and you think, oh, you know what? It's just, it's not perfect yet. I can't put it out there. I want you to sort of close your eyes for a minute, put your hand on your heart. And I really want you to get in touch with that voice, with those feelings, with those sensations in your body that tell you you're not ready, that tell you that you're not enough. I want you to hear the voice. And I want you to ask yourself, whose voice is that? Whose voice is that? Okay. It's a really deep work, okay? But understanding where the voice comes from, because quite often, quite often, it's not actually our voice that's telling us that it's not good enough or, you know, we're not worthy enough. So we need to get really curious and just start asking yourself, whose voice is that? Again, it helps us understand our saboteur, not from the perspective of disowning it or dismembering it, but integrating it. Okay, I'm going to talk about that in a sec. Second question. I want you to ask yourself, is it really true? Is it really true? that no one's going to buy my program because it's not perfect? Is it really true that people are going to judge me for showing up and getting visible and talking about my business? Is it really true? And worst case scenario, it is true. So what? What's the worst thing that can happen? (laughs) Because you know what, sometimes when we actually look at the worst case scenario, It helps us in terms of saying, okay, do you know what? That's not so bad. (laughs) That's all right, actually, because you know what? I'm resourceful enough. I'm strong enough to deal with that. So what? Someone sends you a a hate comment when you show up and get visible on social media. So your ex-boss reaches out and just to say, well, what the hell do you think you're doing? You're an idiot. So what? (laughs) So what? Okay. Start to really question this rather than, because what we tend to do, right? is just accept the voice, okay? We just accept it because we don't take the time to break it down and truly listen. We don't listen and understand whose voice it is to start with. We don't ask ourselves, is it really true what this voice is saying? We don't go there and say, well, so what? Even if the worst case scenario bloody happens, who cares? We don't do this work, which is why we kind of just almost paper over these inner voices, we paper over the saboteur, it grows and it starts to 
become almost in control of where we're headed in our business and towards our goals. It's the one that's driving the blooming vehicle rather than us because we don't take the time to break it down and examine and look and do that critical thinking piece and that feeling piece around it. So I'm really inviting you to ask these questions of yourself, okay? And when you sort of ask yourself also, is it really true? Examine the evidence against it. Because this is the other thing we do, right? From a psychology perspective, when we believe that we're not good enough to do something, guess what? We go and we collect all of the evidence since we were six years old, all the tests we failed at school, all the times we got a bad report card, all the times we got dumped and someone told us that they didn't love us anymore, all of these bits of evidence that we collect over the years, right, that tell us why we're not good enough, we store that in our subconscious mind. It's all there. <laughs> so what we need to do is balance the books. What I want you to do is go back and look at all of the evidence around actually why that's a load of shit. Why is it not true? Why are, what are all of the reasons that I am worthy enough, that I am good enough, that I am smart enough to do this business? I want you to go back and maybe you can only find three things. Maybe you can only find one thing. That's okay. Start there. Because every single day, I want you to add to this list. What are all of the amazing things about you? What's the amazing thing that you did today? It doesn't have to be, you know, nuclear fission and rocket science, but it can be like, you know what? I was down the road the other day and I helped a little old lady cross the road with the bags of shopping. What are all of the pieces of evidence that show that you're an amazing, good, capable, bright person, a radiant being? and someone who is worthy of good things happening to her, okay? So I want you to start creating a list of evidence around actually why this isn't true, why I am worthy, okay? Last question that I want you to ask yourself when you tune into that saboteur and you really get in touch, hand on heart, eyes closed, the third part is asking it a question. What do you need to feel seen and heard, maybe even safe? What do you need, voice? What do you need, saboteur? Maybe you've got a name for it. What do you need to feel seen and heard, safe, loved? Okay. Is it just a kind word? Is it about stepping up and reparenting and giving yourself what you needed at the time that maybe you first heard that voice? What would you say to that six-year-old, seven-year-old, 15-year-old, however old you were? What would you say? What would you say to a 12-year-old who was telling herself that she wasn't worthy of all of her desires and dreams? What would you tell a seven-year-old who refused to show her drawings to the class because she thought she was stupid and that she'd be laughed at? 
guys, I'm really like, I'm feeling this. I'm really seeing you and I'm feeling you, whoever you are listening to this. I get it. I've been here. There is so much power in compassion towards ourself. And I used to, I remember thinking when I used to read about self-compassion, when I started learning about it, I thought, oh, what a load of tosh, you know. This has been one of the most profound pieces on my own healing journey, learning to reparent those parts of myself that were injured, reparenting those parts of myself that felt unloved or unworthy or unseen and actually being able to step up as the adult that I am now, the 40-year-old woman that I am now and actually reparent that seven-year-old or the 18-year-old or the... You get where I'm going with this, okay? Super, super, super important. If it's not reparenting, is it just refriending? <laughs> what would you tell your friend who was beating up on herself and didn't want to go live with her launch because she thought she'd be a failure? What would you tell a friend that was just constantly stalling, going after her dream, constantly journaling on all of her ideas and listening to all of the bloody podcasts and the webinars and stuff without any take, without taking any real action? What would you tell her? <laughs> okay. So just start to, again, bring this compassionate, loving voice back to yourself through reparenting or refriending. Because this is what we do, isn't it? You know, when we recognize that we're being a perfectionist, because we're, as I said, we're all pretty self-aware here. When we recognize that we're being a perfectionist or we recognize it's like, oh, I've just got a fear of success. Oh, you know, I know I just need to get over that limiting belief. We start to critique ourselves and we start to beat up on ourselves. <laughs> and I think I mentioned this earlier, but a lot of, unfortunately, I, I see a lot of this happening in the coaching industry too. I see coaches beating up on their clients rather than actually working with them in a compassionate, loving way and helping them reparent and refriend themselves and integrate these parts of themselves, rather than trying to you know, sever or cut off or dismember these less than desirable qualities. It's like, actually, it's part of us. It's about having reverence for that. It's about being kind around that. The saboteur, guys, is never going to go it's never going to just disappear. And maybe that's not what you want to hear. But the great thing is that you can start to develop a real relationship with your saboteur. And you can start to get a real handle on how she works, how she operates, what triggers her. And you can start to have this loving, compassionate dialogue with your saboteur. Okay. With your shadow self. Because this is where integration happens. This is where integration happens. It's not about trying to be perfect, right? It's not about trying to be the best we can be all the bloody time. You know what? Sometimes we're just, we're not going to like ourselves. We're going to feel a bit rubbish. We're going to feel like, oh God, you know what? The saboteur is in charge again. And we're going to, we're human. That's okay. It's about knowing, you know, awareness is everything. It's about knowing when we're in that place. It's about knowing when we are coming from that young place. It's about having the dialogue. It's about being open and compassionate. All right. It's not about, you know, quite often I talk about identity work. You guys know that this is a real love and a real passion of mine too. And 
again, identity work and, and creating a new identity for ourselves isn't actually about creating a new identity for ourselves. It's actually just about remembering the truth of who we already are. But sometimes it's about flipping the power structures within ourselves, within our psyche, so that the saboteur is no longer running the show and making the decisions. But actually it's about our empowered identity. It's about the part of us that is strong, is fierce, that knows exactly what she wants, that's wild, that's free, that's feminine, that's in charge, that is the leader, okay? Because we all have that within us too. But we all have, again, I guess like a bit of a, um, like a recipe, you know, some of us have a little bit more saboteur than others because we don't always have the same upbringings and we don't have all the same circumstances, okay? And that's okay, but it's about being really compassionate around where you are and where you're at, what that voice needs, okay? And how you can start to remember the truth of who you are. This is the work I do with my clients, guys, in particular, my private clients. We go really deep and we do work that is, almost like an epic journey around this. It is not therapy. It is not coaching. It is a blend of my own unique skill set, my own experience that verges on coaching, mentoring, teaching, intuition, spirituality. I bring it all. Okay. So guys, if you do want to reach out and have a conversation around this, I am taking breakthrough calls over the next few days. We will speak personally around this because here's what I would say. You, you don't know what you don't know sometimes around this. And this has been one of my biggest learnings. Sometimes it's about having someone hold up a mirror to where you're at, who can hear things that maybe you didn't quite hear yourself. This is the real power of this work, okay? And yes, I am a trained psychologist. This isn't psychology. This isn't therapy, okay? But again, it's drawing on my skills and my background to really help take you on this journey of discovery because here's what happens when we go there. Your results magically, guess what? Start to improve. Because when you can own and integrate these parts of yourself, that's when you start to see the results in your business, in your life, relationships, all right? So we will go on an epic journey. This is why my uh, private coaching programs are a minimum of six months long, okay? So we'll work together for a minimum of six months. I do have a 12-month option as well available. You and I will work closely on this, okay? We'll work hand in hand, in fact, on this because I really want to help you unpick and discover what's really going on here and what's really holding you back. This isn't mindset coaching. This isn't NLP. This isn't any of the, you know, the tips and tricks type coaching that's out there. This is deep, epic identity level work that we do together. All right. So also again, just a, a heads up, the way I work is, like I said, it's, it's a bit of a blend of everything. I do have a strong spiritual leaning around my work too. So if that's not something that sort of sits with you, then it's probably not a good fit either. But really it's about going deep into the shadow, understanding the shadow self, understanding how this is playing out, okay? But then also starting to rebalance some of these power structures, as I said, okay? This is the work we do up front, and then, of course, we're going to look at the business strategy. We look at the marketing. We look at the messaging. We look at the sales. Because guess what? 
quite often when you understand your shadow, when you understand this identity work, you're going to be showing up in a different way in your business. Potentially, this means that you're going to be repivoting some of your offers, some of your branding, your messaging as well. This is a piece of work that I'm doing with one of my clients at the moment. It's amazing because we've gone deep around this. She's like, gosh, you know what? The way I was showing up in my business previously just doesn't fit anymore. That's not, that's not me. It's not how I want to show up. Okay. So quite often what happens is a massive pivot and restructure around your business. Sometimes it's massive. Sometimes it's just a couple of tweaks. Depends. All right. But guys, honestly, reach out. Okay. It's an obligation free call. If it's a good fit, of course, we can talk about what the the details are around working together, what that looks like and, and, and the logistics around it. But I think what's most important is that we determine that it's a good fit for both of us, obviously. Uh, I want to make sure that I can help you, but also um, that you are dealing with the particular issue that, um, you know, obviously, you know, needs help, but also that obviously I can help you deal with too. So please do reach out. There'll be a link to book your call around uh, this file, this audio somewhere. It's lightpurposeliving.com forward slash talk, just in case you want to punch in the URL. We'll talk for 40 minutes and really it's for people who are uh, either business owners currently or aspiring business owners, but there is just something holding you back. All right. And that's going to look different to each of you, for each of you. Maybe it's manifesting in terms of your business results and you just don't know what you're doing wrong and you're butting your head against the wall and you can't figure it out. Maybe you know that there are some limiting beliefs and there's some sort of things kicking around underneath the surface that you need to, to work through. Reach out, okay, Let's have the conversation. That's how we're going to find out whether this is a good fit, whether I can help you. If there's something else you need, I'm very happy to point you in that direction too. Okay. So as always, guys, it was an absolute joy being here with you today. I hope you found this episode useful. Sending you lots of love. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.